You're listening to a podcast from 702. 702. Technology and Society with Aki Anastasio. This feature is sponsored by Altron, technology partners in your digital transformation journey. For more information, visit altron.com. Altron, there when it matters. Azadaki. You CBS Makaiser. Good morning to you and how are you doing this morning? I'm good. How are you? How was your weekend? Uh, it's been, uh, yeah, it's kind of... You still have a hangover from the box win? I actually, believe it or not, I didn't have one drop of alcohol to drink throughout that. Oh, wow. Um, but, you know, it was kind of mixed emotions. You know, with Kolani, it was like this mm. emotional roller coaster ride Absolutely. over the weekend. Kolani on Friday, then the box, and, you know, but... Hey, I actually feel I feel okay this morning. I'm really proud of the team and the, and those beautiful stories that are coming out of you know. I was reading the Pimpy story. It's Lots like, of beautiful things. And wow. on that point, actually, especially at, I must say the Daily Mail, and I love South African, obviously, sports journalists. I I've yes, had some I of them on my show. But there's some amazing sports journalism in print media that have yes. come out in the last week, in particular. So yeah, what an incredible, incredible story! No, it's 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 really, really beautiful. So um, yeah, um, let's uh, you know you want to bottle that, right? Yes, um, and keep it forever. But we know the yeah. real the reality of our country. It's not always possible. Yeah. Okay, our first story involves saving the elephant. Yeah, well, we know that the uh, elephant population in in the last few years. I mean, there really are massive challenges because they they are depleting at a rapid pace. And, you know, we've heard the stories of the rhinos and uh, et cetera, et cetera. But artificial intelligence is now being used, um, you know, to aid conservation and try and map where these elephants are going and what what's causing their populations to, you know, deplete slowly over the last few years. And they're trying to reverse that trend. And they're using AI and technology and, um, you know, looking at their behavior, what elephants are doing and looking at how they're migrating and, you know, it's it's something that's really been uh, started off by the co-founder of Microsoft, a guy called Paul Allen, who published something called the Great Elephant Census a few years ago. And now they've been using this technology, and it's really interesting. They did it together with Cornell University, and they've been studying these elephants over the last few years. And what they did was they did they used 50 audio recorders, and they put them out into various parts of the rainforest across a 25-square-kilometer grid, um, quite a few of those grids. And they place one recorder in every grid square. So it's quite a vast distance that they, 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 they laid it across. And then they, um, then a few months later, they went and got those uh, recorders back and they took the sound from the recorders using AI overlaid into that. And they were able to work out just from the sounds that they used, um, what, you know, what were the movements of the elephants and from the sound and the weight of the elephants, they could work out exactly what they were more or less eating. They put this through various algorithms and mathematical equations, and they were able to get some very interesting stuff using the results. And the results came out in what we call spectrograms. And they basically built this network and they, they, they basically found out a lot about the elephants that we didn't actually know. And they used this calculation to try and work out what the elephants are doing, what they're going to do next. And really it's going to help with not only conservation, but also to help uh, against poaching. Because if you know where the elephants are going and what they're doing, uh, you can, you can have the right teams in yeah. place to prevent from poaching yeah. from taking place. So really interesting stuff that they're using AI just 
just from the sounds that the elephants are making, from the sounds that have been collected out of the jungle to, to really work out and, and help the elephants long term, I guess. That's fascinating. Mm, mm. The next story is one that's close to my heart as someone who loves conversations around music and aesthetics in general. And you love music. And I do because I find music fascinating as a trigger for emoting. Yes. And uh, really interesting debates in philosophy of art around the place of music in film, which is also implicated in your next story. Mm. Sometimes we cheat and we are lazy, just like you put in food curry over anything because chili makes anything nice. Yeah. If you have a, a average film but you want Aki to cry, if you have the right music soundtrack, you can actually get someone to emote in a particular scene. Uh, and I think it's far harder to do brilliant cinema if we were to watch a movie completely silently without music. So music is very powerful as a drug. Yeah, absolutely. It evokes a lot of things. And this is a new research paper that's come out from the University of Southern California. And they mapped out things like pitch, rhythm, and harmony, and, you know, what kind of brain activity it induced, right? Physiological reactions, et cetera, et cetera. But I'm going to play you a piece of music, okay? And, and just tell me how you feel. Let, let's play this, Abel. So interesting, it makes you feel calm. Very calm, but, very present, slows me down a little bit. But I was trying to work out this, right, as we play this and fade it out. How did we get to this point as human beings that this music will either make us, well, it, it makes me feel sad as well mm. and, and, and also calm as well. But what was it that, how did we condition ourselves to feel that way? Where did, where did that come from? Mm. It's a, very, some, it's, a, it's a very interesting question. You know? I don't know whether it's innate, whether we are socialized. Is that it. how we've been built? Mm. And, you know, I, I don't know. But then when you listen to this music... Not the way Nsiki Mazwai and Dr. Ndlozi <laughs> felt over the weekend. <laughs> so, I mean, so that music makes you kind of feel happy and, and quirky. So, yeah. it's very interesting to see that uh, the, the responses that these guys did with their research and what they did was they, they looked through various playlists across Spotify and 
they played all of these um, these songs. They played different songs, but they added um, they added this this special technology. They um, they they used this stuff that they put in people over their brains, which is like a, a brain scan almost. Uh, they call it a fMRI fMRI scan, um, and this would would measure the pulse, the heat, the electricity sensors on their skin, rated the intensity of the emotions from a scale of naught to ten, and they used seventy four different features in each song: pitch, <laughs> rhythm, harmony, dynamic. Um, and they used lots of different algorithms, for example. Um, they measured uh, listeners' heart rate and their brain activity every time they played these two songs and many other songs as well. Mm. And they were able to work out um, a lot of things and emotions that our bodies gave out, which is I find fascinating. And they say, well, you know, what are they going to use this for? To predict hits, to design hits in the future? But they really wanted to understand what kind of a reaction people have from mm. their bodies and their brains. Mm. And they want to use this for people who have various brain uh, diseases, for example. Or injuries, for example, how you can help with therapy, people Music with therapy. psychological, mm. da- you know, damage and and emotional damage, etc. And they can use this music to to kind of help with a therapeutic way as well. So I find it quite interesting. I and I was listening absolutely. to the two pieces of music, and boy, it, and if you listen to it again, and you'll mm. find the link on the, on the website. It evokes even other emotions that you didn't discover the first time you listened to them. Mm. Yeah. Stunning. Absolutely yeah. stunning. Yeah. Last but not least, you jet around the world very often. Some of our listeners do as well. And uh, jet lag is a real thing, particularly real when thing. you're expected to get off the plane straight into a business meeting. You know, and I've never really, I've, I've, I've tried everything. I've tried, you know, sleeping at certain times and I've tried using, um, what's that stuff uh, that you can't get here? You take these tablets. Um, it's not a sleeping tablet, but it's, um, anyway, it'll come to me, but this app is called timeshifter.com. Um, and what it does, it's a very, very smart app that they've been using it together with astronauts and people who travel a lot. Um, and they've looked at this massive research that's been done into sleep and the circadian in circadian is it circadian or how do you pronounce that word um circadian neuroscience and it's basically Mm. the measurement of you know your adjustment of sleep according to the different times of the day and what this uh what this actually is what they've done with this particular app you start putting in your travel plans depending on the different countries that you go Mm. to it starts learning more about your sleeping patterns and then it'll tell you exactly when you should sleep to avoid getting jet lag and to try and help you through that uh, jet lag. It, it, you know, jet lag is something that there's no specific science that's going to get rid of jet lag completely. But it's, it's all about getting back into your normal circadian rhythm and getting back into your sleep patterns to help you adjust quicker. And I often find that coming from the west towards the east is the worst as opposed to going from east to west. Um, you know, gaining time versus losing time. And especially when I come back from the US, I'm just zapped after a 12 hour time difference. Absolutely. I just cannot. So, so this will tell you exactly, um, it will say to you, what time do you normally get up in the morning? What time was your flight? And then it'll say to you, sleep at this time for X amount of time, and it apparently helps people. So if you're a regular traveler, uh, head over to timeshifter.com, download the app, try it out, let us know what it's like in the yeah, future. Yeah, tell us. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks, Aki.